Not too long ago, I was sitting at home channel surfing when I came across a TV preacher of the more animated evangelical variety. And while I don't normally watch that sort of thing, this one caught my attention for some reason. As he stood in his pulpit, he thundered that God had given him a revelation. He said that someone in his congregation had asked him about the childhood of Jesus, about all those missing years about which the scriptures are strangely silent. He said that this revelation told him everything that one could ever need to know about those missing years, every important fact about the childhood and adolescence of the Savior. And the revelation that he received was, none of your business. If God had wanted us to know those details, if they were necessary for our salvation, they would be in the scriptures. But because they aren't, we don't need to be concerned about them. Well, there's something to that, I suppose. It's easy for us to get caught up in what we feel we're missing, and we can fail to appreciate and understand what we have. And what we have in today's gospel is a mysterious scene in the early life of Jesus and his parents telling the story of his presentation in the temple in Jerusalem. It was customary to offer a sacrifice in the temple for the birth of a firstborn son. But because Jesus is no ordinary firstborn, the visit to the temple would be extraordinary. Two characters, Simeon and Anna, arrived to confirm that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah and that his coming would fulfill his people's hopes for salvation. Simeon even declares that a revealing light to the Gentiles in whose light the thoughts of many hearts would be laid bare. It is because our light has come that the church traditionally blesses candles on this feast day. It used to be called candle mass, literally the mass at which we bless the candles. But for us today, candles are the things on top of our birthday cakes or something we use to kind of set a romantic mood or maybe to put a nice fragrance into the air. But when the church started blessing candles on this day, someplace in the middle of the fourth century, candles and oil lamps were our only source of lighting in the dark of night. So we bless candles not just as ritual objects, but also as our only source of light in the dark of night. And we do that because they explicitly represent Christ our light who banishes the darkness by his coming. In Jesus, God's promises have been fulfilled. That's the core of this gospel. Although it would be years before the public ministry of Jesus would begin, the very fact of his birth was the fulfillment of God's promise. The light of the world has arrived. Today, it's hard for us to focus on the fulfillment of God's promises. We tend to look on the coming of Christ as something so far in the past that it takes on the characteristics of legend. And although God's reign had begun, it's now some 2,000 years later, and God's kingdom has still not fully arrived. We tend to look on God's promises as something lost in the mists of time, 
not something that reached its fulfillment this morning, nor something that we are holding our breath for. Maybe this feast of the presentation should challenge us to look around us and see Christ present. Anna and Simeon beheld a tiny baby and saw that their world was changed forever because they recognized Christ's presence. We believe he is every bit as present here and now. Christ is present when we break open the scriptures together. Christ is present when we gather as a worshiping community. Christ is present when we break the bread together. All of these presentations of the Lord change the world and bring God's reign a little bit closer. And all of them are the fulfillment of God's promise to bring salvation and to never leave us. And these experiences of the presence of Jesus should affect us in the same way that Simeon and Anna were affected. Simeon finally knew peace because his longing was satisfied. And Anna was excited and spread the word to all who hope for the deliverance of Jerusalem. When Christ is present in word and sacrament in this gathered people, we should also be at peace and should be excited about our mission to spread this good news. Mary and Joseph had a lot to learn about the little Savior that they carried away from the temple. Even with the prophetic words of angels and saints to prepare them, they could not have anticipated the joys and challenges and sorrows of raising this child. Like them, we begin with a simple ritual and find ourselves struggling to understand all the meaning and all the implications of the presence of Christ that we carry home with us. Receiving Christ is not the end of our journey, it's the beginning. God's promise to us has been fulfilled, and we have a lot of work ahead of us with God's Spirit to guide us.